2: Hey, I want to welcome all of you. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to my world, which is actually your world. And I can't thank you enough. Uh, We have the best listeners on the planet. I want to thank you guys so very, very much for doing what you've done for now 11 years. Uh, And I have to say that, you know, this never gets tiring for me. Uh, Every conversation I get about to have, Uh, It becomes more and more interesting and enlivening, and it really does mean so much to all of us here that all of you continue to tune into the show. And, uh, yep, sitting uh, by my side, cranking it up, is Mr. Benny, and he knows what that long and winding road is about. Hi, Mr. B. Hey there, Pat. Doing awesome. Oh, my gosh. A day in the life. You know, we're going to get to have that moon. That, that moon eclipsed the blood moon. How interesting is that? A time of abundance. Don't pay any attention at Mercury in retrograde. This Did you is say a blood
3: time. moon? Blood moon. It's kind of creepy.
2: It, it's kind of good, though. Well, it's very it's
3: Halloweenish. Good
2: it's got very halloweenish but for those <laughs> of you out there it's an exciting time you know yeah, if you yeah. go back and google the blood moon and you see what some of these spiritual folks are saying about it you know we're talking about a level of consciousness abundance and change in a time that you know Benny, I, you know i know you hear this i mean how many hours of radio a, a day do you do right uh, and, well, eight,
3: uh, eight. But that's right. not. Well, yeah, I'll say just eight for right now. <laughs> I'll give right. myself a
2: little so, bit of love. Yeah. So, you know, you hear a lot about consciousness. You hear yeah. a lot about change.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I know some of this is really kind of, you know, seeped in there somewhere. But for me, I didn't really know much about this before I started to do this. And I know you've got a couple of years on me in this arena, especially, you know, being the uh, engineer, the producer for a conscious talk. I mean, you know, Rob and Brenda, those folks were pounding down the doors early on. Oh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They started and, you know, it here pretty much.
2: Congratulations to Miss Brenda. I know Linda is reaching out to see if we can get her on the show. Congratulations to her and bringing her book out into the world and the way she's done and her story. She is a role model for all of us out there. So my hat goes off to her and what she does. And, you know, all of us can learn a little bit, you know, from how to step out into the world, share your story. Now, I have to say, Benny, it has taken me a number of years before I've had the courage to talk about my life, to talk about, you know, what's happened in it, to talk about my own healing journey. And so, you know, anyone that does that, especially in, you know, when we're in the month we're in about cancer awareness, I want you to say to everybody, look. There's a lot out there now that we could learn and share. You know, Dr. Darvish is doing a special, you know, mammography campaign. And if you don't know what that is, go to drdarvish.com. So all of us coming together, you know, have done something extraordinary here in this venue. You know, we have said yes to a venue which most people didn't know existed We've had the opportunity to be able to buy airtime so we could air the kind of shows that we love to hear air. And I want to thank all my sponsors that have done this. Without the sponsors, I would tell all of you we would not be here. Um, thank all of you for supporting them because there's a level of consciousness that we get to say yes to. Now, why is that? I don't know. Are Some of us, did we hit you know a point in our lives where we started smoking some stuff? Nope, that was early on. But I will tell you something did change. Something changed for me. I had a drastic change in 1990 in my life, and it set me in a direction that only now I fully can understand. But, you know, my guest today, Ron Pevney, he is the founder and director of the Center for Conscious Eldering, you know, master's degree, integral counseling and psychotherapy from California Institute of Integral Studies and, you know, certified saging leader. But beyond all of that, listen to what he's talking about here. You ready? He could, uh, uh, you know, this could be like, oh, this is, is this the story of my life? Could this be the story of Brenda's life? Wh- whose story can this be? It can be all of our stories. Conscious living, conscious aging. Listen to this. Embrace and savor your next chapter. Every time I think about and, and tune in to what someone like Ron has put together, It's a phenomenal book. If you are a BB, baby boomer, or even close to it, I want to tell you, there's a whole level of consciousness and vibration that we need to be tapping into because our lives did not turn out the way we thought they were going to turn out. You know, the repeal of the psychological contract and what that meant to employment, hey, is not going to happen. We had a repeal of that agreement. Life security, job security, all of that has changed. So then the question then becomes, what is next? So embrace and savor your next chapter of life. You know, Ron Pepney empowers us to live and age consciously. The alternative, I can tell you, is painful. And we're, all y'all going to find out why during the show today. Ron, it's great to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. I'm delighted to be with you, Dr. Pat.
2: Boy, I'll tell you, I could start in a million places, but I want to start with you, if you don't mind. Please. (laughs) I think each of us gets tapped on our shoulder somehow. I didn't get tapped. I got hit by a two-by-four in 1990. And it caused me to really look at my life. You know, I was a corporate executive, believe it or not, (laughs) went to Woodstock. (laughs) I'm like many boomers, started out in Woodstock and started out in that genre of love and, you know, and all of that, and then went the way of corporate America. And I ended up one day waking up and looking at myself and said, I'm the head of HR and you want me to fire people one month away from a 30-year pension. Am I going to be able to live with myself? Can I do that? And what am I willing to risk if I don't do that? Now, I don't know how many of us, Ron, are faced with decisions like that every day that we're in the workplace and we're in our lives, but how about you? What was it about you and your life that grabbed you, got your attention and said, I am going to go in this direction and the Center for Conscious Eldering or Consciousness Period is going to be what I talk about?
1: It began for me, Dr. Pat, um, when I completed that master's degree you spoke of from the Institute Mm -hmm. of Integral Studies.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: I had thought, uh, going into that, that uh, I would be very happy uh, having a therapy practice using uh, transpersonal and humanistic techniques and that my life was set. And I realized, and this happened when I was about 30 years old, um I realized then that that did not bring me joy, and it sent me into a dark, dark night of the soul, and uh, feeling, my God, I finally earned this degree. I had dropped out of two, two Ph.D. programs prior to that that didn't mm-hmm. seem to bring me alive. I finally got the degree. It didn't make me alive. I got into a deep, dark place. And I did what has always throughout my life uh, been so critical for me. I went out to nature. and In this particular case, I went out to Mount Shasta, California, and uh, spent some time alone doing some version of a vision quest. I didn't know much about vision quests, but doing what I knew. And it was there that I had one of these experiences that you can't put into words, but it told me I need to find a way to bring my understandings of the power of nature to open our hearts and our minds and to open us up, combine that with uh, with uh, my professional training and, and what else I, I knew, and began to find a way to, uh, uh, to weave those all together into a way of working with people. And it led to a long uh, search of a couple of years, and finally I found... Uh, the grandmother and grandfather of the modern vision questing movement, Stephen Foster and Meredith Little, back in 1979 and the day I set foot on their doorstep, I knew that rite-of-passage work, helping mm. people move through life transitions uh, with rites of passage, was my work, and it has been my heart's work, my soul's work, my calling all these years. It didn't always make a living doing it. Not many people make a living doing rites of passage work, but it's always been what brought me alive, my gift to the world. And then it was, I guess, about uh, 13, 14 years ago that two very wise elders, about 15 years older than me, uh, called me up and said, Hey, we want to start some kind of a program to help usher people uh, into conscious elderhood. And they knew I was the right of passage guy. Would you join us? And uh, that was one of those moments when I just knew, yes, somehow something pivotal has happened for me in terms of my direction. And I joined them, and soon it became apparent that uh, 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 adapting what I knew about Mm -hmm. rites of passage and life change dynamics to helping people grow into elderhood was to be my calling for uh, perhaps the rest of my life, and it has has indeed been.
2: And, you know, I love this. Something about the vision quest, I, too, uh, had the privilege and honor to uh, enter the world of vision questing with a woman that had been taking people out into the desert for most of her life, uh, became my mentor, and I became part of her co council and I was so struck by it, um, you know, I, and it's hard to just, it, it, isn't it, Ron, interesting, and at the same time, it's really, it's really hard to explain the details of how... That is transformative. But, you know, one of the things you talk about in the book that I think will help when we come back from break is this idea of phase one you call severance. And I want to talk about that because the vision quest for me enabled me to enter that phase of my life, uh, not from a place of doubt and fear, but from a place of excitement, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, not that I didn't grieve the old me or what I thought I was going to be, but I am not alone now. See, there are many, many people that have gone through the past six years that thought their lives were going to end up in a certain way and have not. And that's why the timeliness of speaking with you and your work is so profoundly needed. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Ron about uh, conscious living, conscious aging. And for those of you out there, let me just say this. I know many of you are in the same realm I'm in age-wise, and here's what I want to say. If you have a question about this phase of your life and you want to get some insight, this is the guy you want to call in and chat with. one 930 2819 or go to the com or transformationtalkradio.com if you would. And please go ahead and scroll down and there's a place for you to ask your question at the bottom. Just type it in. This is a powerful, powerful message, and boy, I'm so glad we've got Ron taking it out into the world. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
3: Women of Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center October 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org.
5: See you there. four five one zero four zero four.
6: Grateful patients have been saying it for twenty five years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is onenet When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's Bellevue.Wellness1.net
0: Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdener won't be smiling until you are smiling Call now to schedule a visit with seattle's top dentists our number is 425-454-4040 you can even visit our website at smilebig.com
4: tune in to sheer alchemy with leslie fontaine on transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to stir up your passions remove your blocks and shift into an entirely new existence Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance
5: the okay. wind
2: Everybody, welcome back. You know, I want to just tell everyone, uh, Ron, before we start to get into this very, very powerful conversation based on your work, what is the best way for people to find out about this, to get a copy of your book? Would you mind telling folks?
1: Well, um, today is the day of the book's release. Yay! Kind have a big day in my life. <laughs> um, uh, available through Barnes and Noble, Amazon, you know, those kind of. Uh, outlets as well as at many local bookstores, or you could have your local bookstore order it. If I had my druthers, I'd encourage you to buy it from a local bookstore rather than a a big chain, and you can read about the book, uh, get a lot of information at uh, www.consciouslivingconsciousaging.com. The book has its own website, consciouslivingconsciousaging.com.
2: Well, here we go. Okay. Now, before the break, now you and I, I, I'm so first of all, let me say congratulations to you.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
2: You're you're, going to be the inspiration for me to get myself off of my butt and write my finish up my books. Um, But the topic is so powerful and so needed. You know, before the break, I talked a bit about, you know, this idea of our past and what that means and about life transition. Uh, And you shared a bit about that you know, with your vision quest, but this idea of severance, i you know, I've heard, I, I've heard a lot of these phases called a lot of things. I've done like 9,000 interviews, severance, boy, I'll tell you, you really cut to the chase about this. I would love for you to talk about that, especially in the context of what conscious eldering is.
1: Well, here goes. There's a lot to say. Um, yes. Let me know if I'm saying too much.
2: No, I wa- the show's, you got the floor.
1: <laughs> okay. Conscious Eldering is very much about getting in touch with those natural rhythms in us that are those same natural rhythms in the world around us. We've forgotten that they are the natural rhythms in us that help us to grow from one life stage to another. Indigenous people have known forever something that our society has very much forgotten, and that is that in all transition, there really are three stages. And these stages are what is often called severance or letting go of the past, then an in-between stage that is sometimes called liminal time. Uh, Many people call it the neutral zone. When we're not who we have been, uh, but we're not who we're becoming. And we're kind of in that empty space of waiting guidance for, uh, what's calling us, uh, to who we can become. And then the third stage is, uh, oftentimes called reintegration or reincorporation. And that's when we begin to have some sense of what's possible for us, what's calling in the new stage of our lives. And, um, uh, and it gives us an opportunity to get more clarity about that and then to commit to uh, to supporting uh, that emergence of w- what's calling. So severance is, uh, is the first stage of all life transition. Oh, and I might also add that rites of passage throughout history have always been, uh, I guess you might say, intensified shorter periods in which people get to experience in an intense way the dynamics of each of these three stages. Uh, true transition doesn't just happen in a week or whatever or during a rite of passage. It happens over a longer time, taking us through these three stages. And rites of passage have been a chance to experience each stage in an intense way and do some of the work of each stage mm-hmm. intensely. Mm-hmm. So with that, severance is it is so critical Because uh, it it is grounded in the understanding that in life, in all of its forms, and in life in in us as human beings, as we move through stages, you cannot move to a next stage until you let go of, or you let die, of elements of the previous stage that won't serve, that Mm -hmm. used to serve, that had their place, had their role, but that we cannot carry with us something always has to die in us in order for us to be able to move forward. And so the severance phase is very much about getting in touch with who we have been, uh, uh, what used to serve, but certainly does not serve anymore, uh, healing the past as best we can. Now, perhaps we're carrying around a bag full of regrets. Perhaps there's forgiveness that needs to happen that's kept our heart closed. Perhaps there's wounds and grief that we've never processed and transformed. Perhaps we're carrying around a bunch of old disempowering stories, as we all tend to do as human beings, and as we suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, many of us accumulate stories of being victims, of being unworthy, of being unlovable. And the severance phase is very much about getting in touch with these and and uh, letting go or transforming these elements of the past that certainly will not serve us. And it's also about uh, getting in touch with hey, wh- what, what are the strengths that we have found lie in us? What are the gifts in us that indeed we want to carry forward into the next stage? Um, as we're able to do this severance work, um, we clear ourselves out, we get rid of baggage that, that holds, you know, that, that ties up our energy, that keeps us bound to the past. And it prepares the way for uh, new beginnings to emerge with freed up energy to help empower those new beginnings for us.
2: You know, one of the things I love as, you know, I've read the book uh, and thank you for sending us an advanced copy of it. Um, you also talk about no regrets. And I want to take a minute if we could chat about that before the break. Um, because I think it, you know, I, I, sometimes we hear the word sevens and leaving our past behind and, you know, we, we don't quite know exactly what that means, Ron. Right. I mean, I, I had to kind of learn it. it took me a bunch of lessons. Um, I think, I I think I've got it now, but sometimes I enter, I enter the abyss of regrets, right? It is like an abyss. Don't you think?
1: Oh, and, it's, it's a huge, a huge, dark, <laughs> dark place. That's right. It
2: is. It is. And it happens so naturally. Sometimes I think, you know, if I thought about this a lot, as you've written about it, um, we, we are almost groomed to to have regrets, right? From early on in life, you know, we're groomed to be shooting for something, and then when we don't get it, to be disappointed. Not everyone, but we kind of live in a society that says, "Ah, oh, if you didn't do that right, you know what? Shame on you. Go take this course. Go take this pill." You know, go go do this, go do that. But can you please talk about this in terms of how powerful you write about it in the book uh, when it comes to healing the past, so that we can empower the future?
1: Well, I think when, when you speak about regrets, that 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 is that is so important. So I'd like to focus, uh, uh, perhaps, my uh, my response to your question on that. Sure. Um, and by the way, I, I would just share with your listeners that. Uh, one of the major catalysts for uh, my conscious eldering work and for my uh, going deeper and deeper into understanding what it, what it is was a huge dream I had six or seven years ago, the biggest dream of my life. And uh, the bottom line is in this dream, I was told, you must teach no regrets. You must teach no regrets. That still lives in me. As I've come to understand, uh, at least my understanding at the present point, is that as human beings, we're going to have regrets. There's always going to be a certain amount of pain associated with uh, things we have done, or perhaps things we have not done that we wish we had done, um, uh, that... uh, perhaps hurt us or or hurt others always going to be some pain and i'm i i don't think for most of us we can get rid of that but it's one thing to carry some pain it's another thing to allow those regrets to define us and disempower us as we try to move forward in our lives um and so we build up all these stories um uh, a story that boy, I, I am really uh, inadequate, or I am really flawed, or whatever, and we use the things we regret to, you know, as evidence of the truth of these phony stories. And then as we carry those stories forward with us, my God, they disempowering, uh, disempower us. And how could we ever become the kind of elders we want to be at this stage in our lives if uh, if we keep hanging on to these stories? And so what's so important is the healthy way of dealing with regret is to look at these things in our lives that we have done or not done and say, yes, I wish it had been different. There's some pain about it, but rather than having it disempower me, I'm going to learn from it. As Mm -hmm. I move forward, I'm going to see that as an important teacher. I learned something important. Uh, That's part of my growing wisdom and um uh i have gratitude for this opportunity to learn and you know in terms of dealing with with the the past doctor pat i i would say yeah. that you know we have two sets of eyes by which we look at our lives
5: mm-hmm. and
1: we all look at our lives through the eyes of our personality Uh-oh. and all kinds of things that have happened to us or that we have done or not done from our personality's point of view certainly uh can be seen as big negatives but I think it's so important to remember and to cultivate an understanding that from the eagle's eye view of our lives, the, the way our souls see our lives in the big picture, that each of our lives really is a hero's journey. I think that is such a powerful story. Yeah
2: it is let's do this ron i want to take a short break and when we come back i want to really explore this deeply with you because there's so many things in the book that are so important for those of you just tuning in conscious living conscious aging embrace and savor your next chapter ron pevney joining me here today i want to make sure that all you know how to get a copy of your book and so forth and how to find out more about his work everyone stay tuned we will be right back with the dr pat show
7: Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety is in many ways a learned behavior, which is rooted in our childhood. During our early years, when we are the most dependent on others, negative feedback, judgment, or ridicule infiltrate our subconscious mind and leave us wondering whether we are really safe, lovable, or good enough. In response, a part of our mind develops protective strategies to keep us from getting hurt. Let's imagine that the anxiety you've been battling with stems from the part that has assumed the job of keeping you safe. Doesn't it then make sense that your anxiety makes you expect the worst, so that you are prepared, keeps you on your toes to avoid failure, or shames and belittles you before someone else can do this to you? When you consider the source of your anxiety as a vulnerable child that just tries to keep you safe, you no longer feel that you're the victim of your own mind but instead are more easily able to take on the role of the caring, reassuring adult.
2: Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com.
3: Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Feeling drained or wiped out too early during the day? Your body and mind are communicating with you. This week's Sophisticated Tip of the Week is to help you get more focused, refreshed, and energized whenever you need. Here's how. Dedicate two times during your day, in the morning and afternoon, To take five minutes to close your eyes and breathe deeply. After five minutes of this, you'll notice how much more alert and present you become. Get your edge on. This technique works wherever and whenever you'd like. Just not while driving. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting getsophisticated.com. That's get S O P H I S T I G A Y T E D dot And call 206 420 8660 Once again, that's 206 420 8660
7: What if there was no right or wrong way to be a great parent? Join Access Consciousness Facilitator Glenna Rice as she and Dr. Pat invite you to be the questionable parents you truly are and empower you to know and give the awareness required to create ease and joy with your children. Join Dr. Pat and Glenna as they focus on parenting for the modern family. Tune in every month to the Dr. Pat Show on air and online at TransformationTalkRadio.com.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm so thrilled to be talking to Ron. Congratulations. This is the the book debut. So we're really happy. Conscious living, conscious aging. Embrace and savor your next chapter. And there is a next chapter. But so often, Ron, we don't believe there's going to be a next chapter or we believe the next chapter is not going to be as, as, as good as the chapter before. You know, there are so many things that happen. And, you know, I, I think we, we're kind of in this dilemma, if you don't mind commenting on this. We're kind of in this dilemma where we, we, we don't necessarily believe that we can shape our future. We don't necessarily believe in the stories of my life the way you talk about them in the book. And so, you know, we don't necessarily believe that we can be as effective in the world as we've previously been. It doesn't matter where we've come from. You know, how does, you know, the message and the book assist people in the next leg, the next phase, even that thing you called the neutral zone? You know, what is the takeaway for folks for this?
1: Well, I hope that the takeaway is that so much of what most of us believe about our aging uh, need not be true. It is a disempowering message from a culture that does not understand anything about the growth of the human psyche throughout life. Um, I think people see that rather than this disempowering message that surrounds us that says, basically, once we reach retirement age, our days of relevance are over, rather than that, that uh, people come to believe and see that there is a whole range of possibilities. But these possibilities can only become real for us uh, if we are able and willing to begin to change our beliefs about what's possible. Because I think I think. All of us who are at least somewhat conscious know that uh, so much of who we become is based upon what we believe is possible for us. And so I am hoping that my book and and some of the the many fine other works out there and and, and speakers and workshops uh, can all contribute to help us see that uh, uh, society's current message to us is bogus and it's disempowering.
5: Mm. and help
1: us see that there is much more that's possible. And the other thing that's important isn't just books and authors and teachers, but it is that as we begin to see more and more older people step up and really choose to act as true elders and claim that time-honored role of elder, which has disappeared from our society, we're going to serve as models to others. And so younger people, as they're going through their lives in their midlife adulthood, can begin to see, hey, look at these older people who are just so vibrant and so alive and making contributions and finding joy in their lives and having meaning. And boy, as we see models like that, then as we, as we age ourselves, we can begin to believe that, hey, that could be possible for me, too. Uh, yeah. We need models. We need models. And thank yeah. goodness there are more and more wonderful models of true elderhood emerging.
2: You know, I, I think that, you know, this is a very, very powerful in so many ways in reading the book and, 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 and talking with you. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about. The power of story. I know you talk about it in in the book. And the reason that that's come up for me in chatting with you is that, you know, for for, if I could say, let's just say for the first half of my life, I had a certain story. I had a story about who I was, who I wasn't, the things that happened in my life, um, whatever that conversation was. And I think during the break, I shared with you that something magical happened in 1990. Uh, to this day, I can't explain it in, in the realm of the logical, but something changed in me. And, uh, and as that change happened and it became to be embedded, and then I went on my life in a very different way, the stories that I were telling or I had told in the past were no longer valid. I had stories, but I had a different take on them. Can you really talk to the power of story uh, as you point out in the book, to use it as a, as a tool to shape our future
1: well you're you're, you're certainly right, Dr. Pat. Uh, we humans are beings uh, who need story. We need story to help us make some sense of our lives and our experiences. And we use these stories to in so many ways um guide us as we move forward often oftentimes in ways that are not at all conscious to us, sometimes in conscious ways um, i think I think it gets back to what I was saying before the break um, the true story as all those wise teachers in so many traditions that we that various of us admire the true story is that our lives are heroes journeys and that every experience everything that happens to us everything that we do whether we view it as positive or negative at the time does contribute to our growth if we allow it to do so it's all part of our unfolding as as Uh, 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 as ever-growing beings, and um, I think an important aspect of what I try to communicate in my book and what Conscious Eldering is about is that the more we can get in touch with that truest story in in ourselves of continual growth through all of our experiences, then the more we are going to be able to Uh, bring our full and shining energy forward into our elderhood. And the primary way for most of us to get in touch with that true story of ourselves is through deepening our spiritual work. Conscious eldering is not just psychological work. Conscious eldering is very, very much uh, deep spiritual work that means getting, doing what we do in whatever ways are most appropriate for us, to get more and more in touch with that deep inner guidance in us, that deep inner knowing of the true story that's unfolding through each of our lives. And that's what true spiritual work is about. It's not a bunch of dogmas and do this and don't do that. It's about getting more in touch with that deep knowing that comes from what I call soul. Other people have other terms for it it comes from that spiritual dimension of ourselves. And the more we're in touch with that, the more we have those moments, and I certainly have, and maybe the one you had in 1990 was one of those, where all yeah. of a sudden you see the big picture and everything changes.
2: Yeah, it changes in a way. It's kind of like I, I, I often find myself saying, as I'm talking to myself, Ron, is that once you have experiences like that, there's no going back. You know, you can't get a do-over because your life, your experience, your world you live in is different.
1: That's right. Um,
2: uh, I want to take a short break. And when we come back, you know, the, the question, I think, you know, for many people listening to this show, and if you're thinking, wait a minute, I'm not a boomer. You know what? I have to tell everybody, when I went through this phase of my life and when Ron went through it, we were not boomers then. But, you know, this is really one of the, I think, Ron, one of our greatest misunderstandings about conscious living, conscious aging. You know, it's kind of like, oh, wait a minute. I'll wait till I get to be 50, 60, uh, whatever the, I'll, I'll just wait for that. But that's not really the takeaway for me in talking with Ron. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are in a point in your life. When we come back. Ron's going to share with us, boy, we have gone through this hour in no time. He's going to share with us some of the practices for becoming and staying conscious, period. Consciousness, folks, it is ageless. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. When I was younger, I saw my daddy cry and curse at the wind.
3: Wondering how to make more confident strategy for retirement? Do you know that there are potentially more than 12 things to consider when planning for or approaching retirement? Then stop wondering and attend the retirement seminar hosted by Jeff Packman financial advisor with Pakman Brown and Associates, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated in Bellevue, Washington. Call 425 372 4813 For a formal invitation to the next seminar on November 5th from 6:30 to 8 p.m. light hors d'oeuvres and beverages will be provided. This is an informational event. There is no cost or obligation. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated member FINRA and SIPC
2: Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E dot
8: This is Lynn Brown from the show Winning at the Game of Life. Listen, it's time to enrich your money stories and open your path to all that you desire. We all have limiting beliefs which we accumulate from our life experiences, ancestors, and past lives. These beliefs block our ability to receive the unlimited flow of abundance that the universe is constantly offering to us. Why are we so emotionally caught up on the word money? It's only one of the many forms of abundance— I'm excited to uncover your unique stories and limiting beliefs around money and abundance as well as give you tools to release them from your space. It's time to invest in yourself. You deserve everything you ever imagined and more. Call me to schedule a reading at 844 letter b into it or letter R-LETTER-U-INTUIT.com.
4: Lynn was very accurate and she was so clear in explaining everything to me. I highly recommend Lynn to all of you.
3: In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Prize Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new confident retirement approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman financial advisor today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through AmeriPrize Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. AmeriPrize Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC.
2: again And that was the day that I promised I'd never sing of love if it does not exist but darling you are the only exception
3: you are the only exception
2: I love that song I love that song. Thank you, Benny. Welcome back, everyone. You know, Ron Pevney joining me here today, Conscious Living, Conscious Aging. You know, before we get back to my question of, uh, you know, this uh, ageless consciousness kind of thing and where does it all start? And uh, I I wanted to just ask you to please let folks know again your website and how to find out more about you, Ron.
1: On my book's website is uh, www.consciouslivingconsciousaging.com. And you can learn about uh, my organization, the Center for Conscious Eldering, read a bunch of uh, articles on there and learn about conscious eldering and uh, about our uh, schedule of workshops and retreats by going to uh, www.centerforconsciouseldering.com center for conscious eldering.com and that's our organization's website
2: thank you thanks ron you know i wanted you to kind of chat for a minute with me about um you know this idea that we believe that conscious living or conscious aging you know we have to pass a certain baseline or benchmark uh what is that when we get our social security what is that you know, because I am really a proponent of a different model of that, and I wasn't sure what your thoughts were on this.
1: Well, I firmly believe that this journey of uh, conscious eldering is something that, at least in a, in a focused way, can best begin for people well before they reach so-called retirement age. Um, you know, people in their, in their 50s. And think how many people in their 50s are looking forward, oh, I can't wait till I retire, I can't wait till I retire. And all they're thinking of is what they want to leave behind, but how few have any sense of what they want to retire to, beginning to get clarity about what really calls us and can bring us alive in those years after retirement age and working toward that and doing what we need to do to get to that point, both in terms of outer planning and in terms of, of, of inner work, uh, can be so very important. And, you know, I have people say, well, why why do this in your fifties? You know, I'm not, I I don't even think of myself as old. Why not wait till I'm in my seventies and eighties? But, you know, as I hope maybe has become clear and, and hope my book will make clear, uh, Conscious aging is about learning to live consciously uh, all the time. It's a way mm-hmm. of life. It's a practice, and it's not something you just pick up sometime when you when you get really old and say, "Okay, I'm going to go to a workshop and then I'm going to start living consciously." It takes lots of work to let go of old habits and old beliefs and old ways of being that have become part of us over our whole lives to transform those so that we can truly be as conscious as possible as older adults or elders. And that's the kind of work that it takes time and energy, and it's best begun when we have that time and energy in our 50s and our 60s. We may not have the time, we may not have the energy, we may not have the health to do those kind of things when we start to get really old. And even if we do have that health, uh, think how much further along we are if we've created a lifestyle of living consciously when we're younger, rather than trying to do so when all of a sudden we're older and even more set in, in perhaps uh, old ways that don't serve us.
2: Right. You know, I love what you just shared, because it really then opens up a door for uh, all of us to take a look, as you said before, you know, at the role models. It, it's like I shared with you during the break. It be It can be that, you know, just that beautiful young woman, the 10-year-old girl, I should say, that decided she was going to sell lemonade because she wanted to end childhood slavery. Um, you know, there are many, many places that we get to plug in in life. Uh, one of the things I love about what you, you do in this book also is, you know, you go on and share some things, practices that we can do to stay conscious. You know, how we, how we look at ourselves and, and how we take that, that sense of who we are uh, but one of the things I was really struck by is something that I can't can't really talk enough about and that's finding support in community. You know, we hear the term community a lot and I'd love to, to end our our chat today if we could by talking about your message for the world and about community and what would be a call to action for people.
1: Well, I I believe And I certainly hear this from those people who come to our workshops and retreats, that it is close to impossible or at least incredibly difficult to age consciously without the support of kindred spirits who support our journey. Uh, and part of, part of the difficulty is all the disempowering messages that we have around us. You know, the mainstream cultural messages certainly don't uh, support aging consciously. Um, uh, you know, many of you may be aware that uh, neuroscience is now finding that we humans are built really to, to attune to and to resonate with the beliefs and uh, energies of those around us. And if we don't have a community of kindred spirits to 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 share with and to support us and us to support them on this journey of aging consciously, then all the messages around us that, that our psyches resonate with and attune to are these disempowering messages. So community is so critical. And it's in community that so often that if we have a sense, as so many conscious elders do, of hey, this is how I can make a difference in the world, how I can contribute something, Uh, oftentimes that can seem incredibly daunting, like with the young girl selling the lemonade to start start slavery, stop slavery. It can seem daunting. But when we have others around us who can support us and perhaps provide pieces and skills and wisdom Mm -hmm. that can complement ours, then we can begin to see, hey, it's not just about me there's a lot of us uh, uh, working together in in positive ways. And so I guess I would close by saying that I envision a culture of conscious elders, an ever-growing culture of conscious elders who recognize the importance to their own well-being, to the well-being of this earth, and to future generations of us as elders stepping up and giving our gifts and wisdom and, and be shining beacons rather than withdrawing, and that kind of a culture can help to create the kind of a world that we want to be our legacy, a positive world and a positive legacy to give to those generations that are going to to follow us, and we need community to enable us to do that.
2: I love it. Ron, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Congratulations on a powerful, powerful book and call to action and your message and what you have said yes to in your life to live consciously and, and do so much for so many people. Thank you so much for today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with?
1: I guess I'd like to leave you with the quote that I begin my book with, uh, it's attributed to Michelangelo, and I think it encapsulates everything I have to say here. The greatest danger for most of us is not that we aim too high and we miss, but that we aim too low and we make it. Aim high, aim high. That's the that's going to be the key, the key to us being fulfilled and making a difference in uh, in our lives and those lives of others
2: absolutely phenomenal thank you thank you thank you
1: so much thank you, i want Pat, to thank I've everybody really for tuning this. us
2: and turning us on ron thank you so much congratulations on the book
1: thank you i'm happy to be with you today
2: awesome hey don't touch that dial yeah if is sophisticated guys are coming right up we'll see you next time on the show
3: wisdom fall festival is right around the corner join them at the north seattle community college conference center october 11th from 10 a.m to 5 p.m free admission festivities include a silent auction healers educational booths delicious food and a variety of vendors don't miss this fun-filled event for more information visit women that's women
5: see you there
6: is onenet When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's Bellevue.Wellness1.net
0: Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdener won't be smiling until you are smiling Call now to schedule a visit with seattle's top dentists our number is 425-454-4040 you can even visit our website at smilebig.com
4: tune in to sheer alchemy with leslie fontaine on transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to stir up your passions remove your blocks and shift into an entirely new existence Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance.
3: Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Feeling drained or wiped out too early during the day? Your body and mind are communicating with you. This week's sophisticated tip of the week is to help you get more focused, refreshed and energized whenever you need. Here's how. Dedicate two times during your day in the morning and afternoon to take five minutes to close your eyes and breathe deeply. After five minutes of this, you'll notice how much more alert and present you become. Get your edge on. This technique works wherever and whenever you'd like. Just not while driving. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting getsophisticated.com That's get S O P H I S T I G A Y T E D dot And call two zero six-420-8660. Once again, that's two oh six-420-8660.